Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9 to nothing crusher, have won their 17th World Series. There it is, the New York Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is mauled and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, to five and once again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What's up, Yankee fans? Coming up on episode two of the Chase for 28. We got some news. We got some feedback. We've got Yankee trivia. And we're going to talk about our Mount Rushmore of Yankee baseball. What's up, AJ? How you been? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Christopher Nessie. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you, to the listeners. Hopefully everybody's doing well as we are officially in the hot stove season. We got the winter meetings coming up this week. We next do. Week? This week, uh, next week. Soon. Next it's coming week, up in the next couple of days. We should be talking about whatever happened in the next episode. So you don't want to miss episode three. That's the, that's how we, that's the teaser. That's yeah, that's the podcast teaser. world. Uh, yeah, the holidays are here. Uh, I, I don't know that the hot stove is heating up so much as... Uh, we're trying to light the pilot light on the stove right now. I mean, we're, we're, we're at the very beginning of this. Hey, look, players are getting signed throughout baseball. I think, I think some things are going to start happening shortly. You know, I was talking to some people and just kind of throwing my thoughts out there after we recorded the last episode, our first episode, you know, everybody's like, you gotta, you gotta slow down. This is, this is COVID baseball. And according to the Yankees, they were the hardest hit team based on money. This this year, and, and they're going to continue to get hit if there's no fans in the stands in the coming months, and who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, I think it's going to go slow, and I think, as pointed out to me by, by some people, we're going to see a lot of one-year deals, two-year deals, you know, just so that somebody can get their money for this year and do it like a tryout going forward. And I think that's going to be the popular thing, as we saw Morton just get signed one year, you know, good money for him. So the Braves took him for, for 15 mil. You know, that's basically going to be a tryout for his next team, wherever that might be. And I'm glad he's out of the AL East. Especially against the Yankees. Like That guy's curveball was was fierce. They hit him this year a little bit better, but his curveball was fierce curveball. We're just waiting for these teams to make a splash. I'm telling you, somebody's, somebody's going to start it up and then it's not going to stop. And I just don't know who it's going to be. I don't feel like it's going to be the Yankees because I feel like they're going to be very cautious. As I said, episode one, I think the Mets are going to be the team to really make the, the big splash. Whether it's a trade, whether it's... You know, signing of a couple of free agents. I really think they're the ones who are going to step up and do it. But we're not here to talk about the Mets. I know I keep bringing up the Mets. I'm just kind of fascinated by the things that they're doing because they're trying to compete and be like the Yankees of the late 90s, early 2000s, even though some of those teams were successful. <laughs> not all of them. Kevin Brown. Um, Javier Vasquez. I can keep going because I hate those guys. They I, ruined, yeah, I, they I don't ruined, like them either. <laughs> they ruined the 2000s for me. Well, I, I guess it's safe to say that none of those guys are going to be on our Mount Rushmore's that we're going to construct later this episode. If we were going to do a Mount Rushmore of the worst Yankees, I would definitely have them like one and two. 
Well, you know, we got plenty of time this offseason. So while we're going to talk very positively today about some great Yankees, we could certainly put together a what's the opposite of Mount Rushmore? As a history guy, I got plenty yeah. of things to say, but I'm not going to, I don't want to be nasty in case people are fans of some of the things I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll have that conversation off air. Yeah, we'll do it off air. But, but uh, something we can do on air, we've got another round of Yankee trivia. And this episode's trivia question was submitted by a listener. What's up, dad? <laughs> My pops, John Nessie, uh, submitted uh, this episode's trivia question. And, uh, that one he listened to the first episode, so that actually made my day. I wish my dad would listen to this. I gotta, I gotta like teach my dad how to do it because he can't do it on a flip phone. So <laughs> we're gonna have to tell my dad to uh, listen to the podcast somehow, some way. So, but yeah, th- thank you, uh, the original Mister Nessie. I guess is, yeah, there you that's, go. That's how you refer, yeah. So yeah, that's how, that's how that's how we play it. <laughs> thank you, Mister Nessie. Right, this, so- this trivia question is a is a, is a doozy. It is a doozy. Uh, I, I will read it and AJ will come back with the answer before we close out the episode. And today's Yankee trivia question is, which former Yankees first two career home runs were grand slams? We're not going to give any multiple choice options. We're just going to let that hang out there. So before we say goodbye today, we will let you know which former Yankees first two home runs, career home runs were grand slams. All right, AJ, what's going on in Yankee land? What's up in the news? What do we want to talk about? Well, Gary Sanchez is still on the team. <laughs> hey, that, that, that's, a, that, that's a headline here. It is. Do, 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 do. So uh, I, I guess, so this coming week, I think is Gary Sanchez arbitration week. Yes. So we, so we are recording this on Friday, November 27th. And Gary is still a Yankee. Gary's still a Yankee. No free agents have really been signed by the Yankees as of yet. All was quiet in Yankee world. However, there's... And hold on. No, no free agents sorry, have left sorry. the Yankees. Which is a positive, I guess. But there's there, there's chatter all over the place. We have teams looking at our guys. We have our guys looking at different teams. And I think, like I said, I think it's going to happen soon. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of this, this movement during the winter meetings, which I think is actually, I apologize, I think it's actually the first weekend, the second weekend of, of December. I think that's when it is. So I think we're going to have to December 9th, 10th, and 11th, somewhere in there? I think it's something like that, yeah. so Powered by Zoom? Powered by <laughs> Zoom. I, I, yeah, because I don't, I don't think they're meeting. I, I, I think know. it's going to be a lot of virtual conference calls so. and things. I guess so. But you know what? It's it's, it's going to be what it is. The holidays will be over, and this will be getting kicking into high gear. So you know, after this week and our next episode, we'll be able to talk more about what happened to Gary Sanchez. I think we'll be able to talk about some free agents we grab. Hopefully... We'll go around the baseball and kind of see what trades have been made. I think there's going to be some trades. You know, I think there's going to be some some numbers off the books. Um, but I'm excited. I I love the hot stove. I love that it's relevant right now. And I love, you know, that even though football dominates all sports at this moment, baseball is kind of in the background because there's no basketball happening right now. So baseball is, is in the news is the second most popular sport. So let's get some things going here. Come on, MLB. Step it up. <laughs> Make some noise. Get the people yeah, interested. Actually, speaking of uh, make, making noise, uh, I did want to bring up, I saw that Domingo Herman, who I don't think we talked about in the last episode when we talked about pitching and what pitching might look like in 2021 based on free agents and, and things like that. Uh, but as of right now, he made his second start in the Dominican Winter League and again, looked good. Uh, if, if you're not familiar, one, Domingo Herman is 28 years old. 
and he threw four no-hit innings in his debut last week and struck out seven. Uh, and I'm pulling this from the New York Post. Uh, Herman's encouraging performance on the mound, though, is not the biggest factor in his return to the Yankees. Herman was suspended for domestic violence in September 2019, and he missed the entire 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, his uh, his second straight impressive start for who's he playing for? The Toros del Este. He allowed one run and three hits over five innings in a 3 2 win. Over Leonas de Digo. So powerhouses. Powerhouses. Isn't Gary Sanchez also playing in the Dominican Winter League? No, he's probably still striking out somewhere, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> no, but if we go if we go through Herman, you know, I I, I like Herman. I, I'm torn on Herman just based on like a societal impact. You know, looking looking at him. I heard I heard um I heard Steinbrenner on the radio. I'm a big fan of the Michael K show. We've talked about this before. Uh, I heard him talk. I heard Steinbrenner talking to Michael K. And one of the questions Michael K asked straight up is, what are you going to do with Herman? And Steinbrenner, you know, kept it like a businessman, kept it casual because Herman is a talented individual. He can definitely pitch and he's definitely going to be an asset to this team. However, he did say that it's going to come down to a family decision as to what they're going to do with him. To be honest, I don't see him on the team. I think he put the team in a terrible situation with the domestic violence. You know, it happened basically in Yankee Stadium right before the playoffs and investigations went on. And I don't know, again, I don't want to get into into the right or wrong of it because I think if you're a normal person, you kind of know what the deal is. You know, to put your team in a situation like that, to to have the wrong sense of mind to do something like that in a major moment I think he would have really been a big part of that playoff push against Houston. I think we were down a pitcher that he really could have stepped up. Um, now, hold on. Let me, let me jump in here real quick. Ahead, I, I will please. say, and I have no problem saying domestic violence issues make you a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay. That being said, we do currently employ a piece of garbage in a role Chapman who had his own domestic violence issue. So for the Steinbrenners to say it'll be a family decision one would think they would make the same family decision they made to acquire Aroldis Chapman not once, but twice. I understand. I am in agreement. For all intents and purposes, you, ha- you, you have to assume that Herman will be a part of this team in 2021. I agree. I, do th- I don't think he'll be going anywhere. I don't know if it's the right move or not. You know, and, I, and I compare it to football, right? You look at football, you got the guys who make that one mistake, domestic violence. They make that mistake. Let's look at a guy like Ray Rice when we go to the NFL. He's out of the NFL forever. Then you take a guy like Antonio Brown who continuously makes mistake after mistake after mistake. Tom Brady vouches for him, so now he's playing football again and making millions of dollars. Well, Ray Rice and his wife are public figures talking to people about domestic violence. I don't know what's right. You know, I know it's a business, and I'm looking at it as an, as an outsider and as a person with hopefully high moral character. I do know Chapman did some wrong things. I'm not happy with that I, and there's a piece of me I still don't like Chapman I don't know if it's because his velocity dropped or if he's just not good anymore but in the back of my mind is the fact that he, he did make those mistakes and um, Herman I, I just I don't know I, I feel like because of that playoff impact I feel like that kind of I feel like that kind of hits home a little bit different for the Yankees but I could be completely off I really could be we'll see uh, l- let us know what you think we are on Twitter at chase for 28 pod let us know your thoughts or send us an email feedback at chase for 
Yankees.com. So speaking of Yankees who are still Yankees, Luke Voigt, still a Yankee, but there has been some talk in the news, AJ, about moving the first baseman. Uh, where do you stand on that again? Um, I like Voigt. I don't want, I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing the chatter because I, I don't, I don't think it's going to affect him. He was on the Yes Network for one of their hot stove reports, and he was saying he just heard the chatter. He's not letting it affect him. He's going to go through his workouts. He's still a Yankee, and he's happy to be a Yankee. And I like I like him. I know there's a lot of flaws to his game. I know his he plays first base decent. I know he's not a great first baseman, um, but his bat is there, man. His power numbers are huge. I think he like leads the league in home runs over the last three years. Um, his slugging numbers are beautiful. Um, I don't want to see him go. And I know I kind of, I kind of over talked myself last time and saying that then people won't actually want him because they might think he's like a flash in the pan kind of guy. But I think, I think his numbers are solid over the last couple of years. I mean, injury prone, I mentioned that, but I, I don't want to see him go. I like him at first base. I know you had posted and a lot of people now, maybe because you said it, are really on that DJ LeMahieu to first base move. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. I kind of like a first baseman as a first baseman. And again, I know there's a lot of flaws to his game. I know he's not a great defender. I know he doesn't throw the ball well. But I think Voigt really has a place on this team. I think he should be on the team. Um, I don't want to see him go. And I don't think they'll pull the trigger because I don't know what you're going to get back for him. It, it again, you're not going to be able to trade Luke Voigt and bring in Francisco Lindor, right? So it's not a one for one deal, right? Like, look, and could we just like circling on that, like just going to Lindor real quick with Lindor. Looking at the trade that they would want, and it wouldn't be Andujar or Frazier. It would be Andujar and Frazier, and then some of our minor league studs who could be starting rotation guys for Lindor, who is a solid, solid player. So with Voigt, what are you going to do? Are you just going to go and back up, uh, power up your bullpen some more? I don't think you're going to get, you're not going to get another first baseman. We don't need an outfielder. You're not going to get like a solid catcher for him. So what are you, what are you looking to get for Voight? Starting pitching? Well, but, well but now who? that we're talking about it, I, I wouldn't want low level prospects, but again, you're, right. you're not going to get back the same count. You're, you know, you're right. I just don't know I what mean, you're going to get. Trading him. him looks good on paper, but it, you know, practically it doesn't make sense. Right. Like so let's look at the guys who who are available and who you know is getting a lot of trade talk, right? You have Lindor, you have um Snell in Tampa, right? That's that's the new name that popped up. And you have some 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 other guys here and there. But I I don't think you're going to trade like a heads up Luke Voigt for Blake Snell, right? I don't I don't see that. You know, you're not going to you're not going to get rid of Voigt to bring in a Springer. You're not going to get rid of Voigt to bring in uh, Trevor Bauer, like the numbers don't, the numbers don't make sense. Voight's making like nothing, right? He's maybe making 500,000. I don't know his exact salary, but he's still, he's still on that. I think major league minimum, which is, is about 600,000 or so, 500, 600,000 or so. So what are you going to get for him? What are you going to do? You're going to bulk up the bullpen. You're going to get maybe a, a starting pitcher. We already have a number one. So you get a number three for him. I don't, I don't like the move. I don't like the move. I'm looking at uh, baseballreference.com. Uh, his uh, salary is currently making uh, $573,000 a year. Okay. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll play for the minimum. 
I'd be a bullpen I would sit, catcher. I would sit the bench for the bullpen catcher, right? I would be a bullpen catcher. How <laughs> <laughs> do you even get those jobs? Shoot, if I know. It'd be great, though. If anybody listening knows how AJ and I can go just... Look, I got a good arm. I still got the arm. Doesn't matter. You just catch the ball. You gotta catch a ball and throw it back to him. I can still do that. It's like having a catcher. I bet you just have to catch the ball and drop it in a bucket. Now you gotta throw it back to him. I'm thinking like spring training, just catch, drop in the bucket, catch, drop in the bucket. (laughs) Right. I mean, I guess if you're like the emergency catcher, do I? I can go. I can go in a game. It's not like hockey though, where they just bring a guy out of the stands. (laughs) Could you imagine? Wasn't some dude driving a zamboni for the hurricane? That was in the NHL this year. Yeah, 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 exactly. So look, I could do it. Assistant principal. Slash bullpen catcher. Put it on the resume. Let's go. I mean, I think we live in a world where we could just put that on a resume and yeah, yeah, you should. But in all seriousness, let's go, let's go back. Luke Voigt, I, I don't think Luke Voigt should go anywhere. I think he's a stud. I think he's a he's a good guy in the making. I don't think he'll be here, you know, twenty years from now. I don't think he's gonna be like an old timer's day where he's gonna come back, but hey Luke oh, Voigt, no. he's here. He'll be at old timer's day. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to know who he is at that point. But no, I, I would like to see him around just, for, you know, for this year. And then we'll go from there when the contract talks come up. We'll see how he does. If the injuries don't get any better, you know, this is going to be another conversation for another gentleman who has the injury bug, who's supposed to be the face of our team right now. I don't want to say any names. I don't want to be negative. But we can be critical. We could be critical, but I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. What do you do, Chris? What do you do with Luke Voigt? Ultimately, I think he's here. And he will be your first baseman and somebody will back him up, whether it's, you know, Mike Ford or, um, again, you're not going to platoon DJ LeMahieu at first base. So I, I think Luke Voigt is your first baseman. See, and I really feel like all this kind of centers around Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres slash DJ LeMahieu. I think that's like the big focus, right? If, if you can get Glaber, I, I know we're going back to episode one. I apologize for this. If, if you can get Glaber solid at short, DJ's your second baseman. Luke Voigt's okay. Because well, Glaber can't do his job well, that's why all this talk is coming. And this is what puts Voigt in a bad situation. Well, you know, Boone came out this week and verbally supported Glaber Torres as the Yankee shortstop. So I don't know that the team is, or how seriously they're looking to move him away from shortstop. Right. There's too many things that would have to come into place. Correct. To make that happen, to make him Correct. back to second base. Correct. Because you're not going to make him the first baseman. No. He's not going to play third. No. Can he catch? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary. <laughs> so, again, we're looking at a team that's got, you know, Andujar and Urshela platooning at third again in a full season. You're going to have Gleyber Torres at short. Go sign DJ Mayhew. By the way, you were right. It came out publicly that he's looking for five years, hundred million. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's as just, first reported here on the Chase for Twenty Eight yes, podcast. So, DJ, thank you for that. Thank you for the shout out. I, I apologize. I'll take ten percent. I mean, it, it kind of makes us wonder as we go through this off season, how much about this team is gonna change from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Again, it kind of centers. Or it's gonna. It's it's the three guys. The three question marks. It's Gary. It's Glaber. It's DJ. We got to figure out those three things that we don't. The team does. If they can get those three things in order, depending on depending on DJ, I think those three cogs might be what's what's different. I look, and I know DJ wants to stay in New York. Great. 
I know there's teams that really want him. I heard uh, Washington is in on it, right? I think Washington wants him pretty badly. I heard Toronto is in on it. And going back to the other New York team, the Mets want him very badly. Like you're saying, I've heard Washington, Toronto, the Mets, the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are going to start making any noise this offseason. They have to rebuild a little bit. I think ultimately he'll be a Yankee. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. And I haven't changed that. I get nervous every now and then because other teams, look, other teams may, may bring the money. You know, our, our pocketbooks may be a little bit locked up right now, COVID. But, you know, I, I think in the end, there will be a DJ LeMahieu deal. He will be back. He'll be at second base. And we'll be good to go. Look, I don't think we have a terrible team. I think our pitching, as you stated off off the uh, before we recorded, we got rid of all of our pitchers in episode one, but I think some of our pitchers will be back. I know Hap's getting some some looks. I know uh, Paxson's getting some looks. Tanaka looks like he's on the verge of coming back to the Yanks. Cool, great. Like we said, of the three, I think he's the one that we would have wanted back a little bit. Hopefully, yeah. yeah I read that sport. Hap is getting looks in uh, Boston. Might be interested in Hap. Uh, the Angels are interested in. Was it Paxton? I think both, actually. I think both, they're interested yeah. in both. Yeah. Look, those are they're talented guys. I think I think, you know, look, who knows? Paxton might put on a show during his little tryout that he has to show he's healthy. Maybe the Yankees grab him again too. Who knows? I think our pitching staff is gonna be is gonna have the biggest impact, but I think our infield outfield is gonna be the same. I don't know what they're gonna do with Gary Sanchez. That's a what tough do you think one. their priority is? I think I think LeMay he was the priority. Good. You can't, I hope you so. can't you can't get him upset. You can't because I think he was he was kind of burned by Colorado, you know, I, and I think, um, yeah, I don't, and I don't, I don't think you want to do that to him again. I think any, any little bit of, maybe not. I think he'll go. I think he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, I could see that. Again, hopefully they're doing the right things. I don't know that they need, that they need to wine and dine him, but no, he wants to stay. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. The money will be there. You're the Yankees. You're, people are going to buy your stuff. You lock him up for five years, he'll become a, a face of baseball, use him right, put him in, he's a quiet dude, I understand that, but you put him on, put him on the billboards, you put him out there, people start buying his jersey. You know, Judge is the number one jersey in baseball, so they're getting money for all these different things. It's just, it's going to be the marketing. I think that's what's really going to help the Yankees going forward, because it's not going to be ticket sales. It's not going to be that. All right, so that's pretty much the news. So if there's, if you've got thoughts on that, Chase for 28 pod on Twitter feedback at chase for 28.com is the email address. So that's the ways that you can get in touch with us and, you know, submit your thoughts and we welcome those. Uh, one last piece of news before we talk about historical Yankee greatness, AJ, did you see that the Yankees have been tapped once again to play in the field of dreams game now rescheduled for 2021? Yeah. For real this time. That's going to be cool. I was really excited for that when they made that announcement two years ago. And I'm glad they, I'm glad they canceled it because they, that's something you want to have fans at. You have so to. You have to. I believe it's August 21st. They will, uh, it'll be a White Sox home game in the cornfields of Iowa. And the White Sox are like a real team right now. So that's going to be a really good game. I mean, they got a crap manager. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Tony dude, is 72 years old. Like, why? Hey, real quick. Do you Sorry. think, okay, DUI, age, mostly the DUI. Do you think La Russa will be the manager when they open spring training 
and I believe the White Sox are in Arizona. Do you think he why, will actually be the manager? Why would you think he's not? Do you think they go through it? I mean, do, do you think like the DUI or just all the backlash, not backlash, but the, the chatter about his age and, I mean, hasn't managed a game in 10 years. Yeah, but he's he's only do he's doing this because um I guess he was like the first manager the owner had ever signed. Like gave him a chance and he was like thirty five or thirty six years old. So this right, is that, just going back to saying that Right. This is who you who you know and, and what is you know, what what have you done for me? I think that's Reinsdorf's reasons. I think yes. that Russo just wants to collect a paycheck. Of course. Dude's probably doing nothing. The guy Almost ruined well, he was working for like career. Arizona or some front office. I don't know what he was doing. Baloney. Look, there's so many, there's so many managers. Like that's a problem with baseball managers. And I'm going to talk about this real quick. There's no like young baseball managers. Like I know there's Boone. I know there's Kevin uh, Kevin Cash. But like a lot of these managers, they rehire Dusty Baker. You know, Tony Larusa. Well, look at it this way. Uh, and, and I heard this on some other baseball themed podcasts. You know, t- take a look at uh, Bruce Bochy's staff from his San Francisco tenure, okay? None of the people on that staff who won three World Series in six years have even gotten a sniff right. to be managers. Right. And we're talking about former Yankees, greats mm-hmm. like Hensley, Bam Bam Mullins. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the first name he went to. It's great. Yeah. Dave Rigetti. Is he Dave currently Rigetti. a pitching coach in the major leagues? Should no. be. Should be. Should be. I don't understand the, the coaching tree for baseball. It's very strange. You get like Aaron Boone right out of the ESPN booth, right? And you get some of these other managers who are in the minor league systems. You know, I don't think Kevin Cash ever ever coached a game before he was hired by Tampa. It's, it's just amazing to me, right? It's just amazing to me. I mean, these guys have, I mean, the Boone family, baseball lifers, right? But does baseball lifer translate into leading a, a franchise and a team? I don't know. I would like to see A-Rod get a coaching job. I would love to see that. He knows. I, he I knows love listening baseball, to him man. talk. I, I can't stand listening to him, but he and, and knows see, I, I, I could listen to him talk baseball. I, I love when he when he talks. <laughs> I love when he talks. <laughs> I love when he talks. Yeah. Okay, we'll get A-Rod He's very knowledgeable. Podcast. He is. He really knows baseball. He is a student of the game. I would love to see him. I don't want to see him own a team. Like, because I know you can throw money at things. Like Jeter's doing a great job, but I want to see a Rod manage a baseball team. Somebody give him a chance, please. Sorry, no, that's fine. <laughs> go Tony Larusa. Right. You can do it. <laughs> go Tony. Go. <laughs> see you in Iowa. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. So, our main topic for today, we're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore of Yankees. And AJ and I talked about this beforehand. So there's a couple of ways that we could approach this. We could approach it as we could talk about who would be on the Mount Rushmore of Yankees since, you know, 1903. Or we could do it within our lifetime. AJ, what do you want to do? I'd like to keep it within our lifetime. I'd like right, so cool we are, I want to keep it I want to keep it kind of simple because I think it'll it'll open up more debate. All right, so let's go with our lifetime. So we are only eligible Yankees between 1981 and now. Cool. This is going to be a difficult task because I... So, so what, what's the criteria here? Like what, right, what are we so, looking so let's at? Let's like so first, well, real Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. has, four, has four people on it. Got it. All right. So our Mount Rushmore will 
also have only four people. Got it. Okay. I would say pitchers and position players are eligible to appear on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do like a Mount Rushmore of pitchers versus a Mount Rushmore of position players. Beautiful. Got it. Okay. This could be a very short conversation. I don't know how much debate there's going to be between you and I, because we're basically the same age and have witnessed the last, you know, 40, 40 years, years of Yankee baseball. baseball. Yeah. Right. You want to start? All right. How about this? How about you give me one and then I'll, and then I'll come back. I'll give you one. Okay. All right. So again, 1981 to right now, my Mount Rushmore, I will start with Don Mattingly. It's a good way to start. It's a great way to start. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go my boy, my all time favorite, Bernie Williams. Bernie. Uh, yeah. Love Bernie. I'm taking notes Bernie. here. Okay. So are we building one mountain or are we building two mountains? No, no. We'll each have our own. You'll have yours. Okay. All right. I'll have mine. All right. My next Yankee on the, uh, the Nessie mountain of Yankee greatness would be one Derek Jeter, number two. Number two. See, I love Derek, and I would have. I, I, I probably see. I don't want to have duplicates, so I'm going to try to avoid who you have. So I'm, now I'm the problem s- is I'm going first as well. So maybe, maybe I, next I, time I'm going to I'm gonna sneak in here. So I'm going to take this one. I'm okay. going to take Mo Mariano right. Rivera. How, how do you spell Rivera? I've never heard of. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a new guy. New guy. <laughs> so he was a starting pitcher, right? Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. And a center fielder. All right. You got Bernie and Mo. I got Donnie and Jeets. My next guy, uh, I'm going to put on my mountain, Paul O'Neill. Wow. Wait a Wow. All right. See, I don't want to do this now. We're going to hold on to that. I want to go through this at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, then I will take all-time greats. I hate him, Roger Clemens. But you can have him. I wouldn't put him on my mountain. I know. I know. Hey, look, we're looking at the all-time greatest Yankees. All right. I love Paul O'Neill. Here's where I'm going to go controversial because this is a almost like making a pick on a company that I think is going to have a good future. You're going to do it. I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> and this is where we lose our subscriber base. I'm going to put Cole on the mountain. Oh, my God. Yikes. I'm taking that. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. That's a... The bold one. Oh man! All right, so I got my three. I need my four. I'd like it to be a position player. I had some so many names in my head on these notes that I have here. I'm just trying to figure out the one to go with. Oh my gosh! Go ahead, workshop it. Well, look. I mean, I have I have two pitchers so far, right? I have one position player. I'd love to say Andy Pettit. You know, he's fantastic. I'd love to say that. But I don't want to have another pitcher. I feel like there's got to be another position player. You took Jeter, so much you have Jeter. I don't want to take it. I don't want to take Jeter away. Man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like right there. I, I'm 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 somewhere between two. All right, let me let me just. And I know we're like a lot of our guys were going to the '90s because the '80s Yankees were pretty terrible, right? There's not many players of the 1980s. We got Don Mattingly. Mattingly's yeah. on the list. There you go. Right, and he and that's why I have a hard time. Hold on, let me let me now, write that. Now hold on, I'm sure we got listeners who are fans of like Ricky, like Ricky Henderson. I mean, he was a Yankee in the '80s. He was great. Dave Winfield yeah. was a Yankee in the '80s. Yeah, right, right. But I don't feel like I feel like they were good Jesse with Barfield. Yankees. I mean, come on, Jesse, Jesse Barfield. Barfield. Deion Sanders was a Yankee. Deion Sanders was a Yankee. He wasn't a very good baseball player, but still, 
I mean, we didn't even talk about managers. Stump Merrill was a manager of the Yankees, AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm torn. I got just a couple of notes. Like Jorge, I feel like was a great Yankee, right? Hip, hip. Jorge. There you go. I feel like Tino was a great Yankee. Oh, the Bam Tino. Constant Tino Martinez. Yeah. You took O'Neal. You took Jeter. I don't want to put those guys on there because you have them. I love them. I think they're great choices. I'm not going to say anything wrong with that one. Oh, man. This Clemens pick has really come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> no, it's not. I, think, I, think, I feel like he was a great Yankee. I feel like he did his thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of debating if I want to go, go for the future here, but I can't do it. I want to put Aaron Judge in that wall, but I can't put Aaron Judge in that wall just yet. And I'm going to tell you, no, you can't. And I wouldn't I let you put him on there anyway. I, I can't. I can't at all. Wow. And really, the toss-up for me right now is between Tino and Jorge. I know who I'd pick. Tino was fantastic, wasn't he? He was fantastic. He really was fantastic. I, I mean, that's because I'm a first baseman. Yeah. All right, Tino. Welcome to the wall. Sorry, Jorge. Welcome to the wall. The Mount Rushmore. All right. All right. So, to recap, my Mount Rushmore of Yankee greats between 1981 and today, on my mountain I have put Don Mattingly, Derek Jeter, Paul O'Neill, and Garrett Cole. It's outstanding. Which I feel really you feel pulls from all parts of my life. Yes. Yes. You know, Don Manley was a Yankee who obviously I looked up to as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm old now. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 40. You know, the 2021 season, I'll be using my 40-year-old season. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember if Donnie Baseball was the reason I became a first baseman or because I couldn't play any other position. Not sure. I don't remember. Nah. But uh, <laughs> I, like it. I, I could pick it with the best of them. I could pick it with the best of them. Probably still can. Uh, Jeter and Paul O'Neill certainly represent the bulk of my Yankee fandom and mm-hmm. world championships that I got to see. And I think Garrett Cole represents the present and the future. Fingers crossed on that one. Fingers crossed. Ligaments intact. And uh, AJ, your mountain, don't know if you were writing it down, but uh, you chose Bernie Williams. Yeah, Bernie Williams. So Bernie Williams was my favorite Yankee. I modeled my game after Bernie Williams as a center fielder. Um, what I about your him. guitar? Can you play? I, I, you know what? Did not model that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guitar player. I have his, I have his album. I have a book signed by him. You know, let me sidetrack. I, I, I got, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole maybe like two, three weeks ago, and it might have been SNL or somebody did some some spoof where it was like a VH1 behind the music, uh-huh. and they did it on like Bernie Williams and how Stop. he struggled to make it as a musician <laughs> because of these extracurriculars like. You know, he, he he could have made it as a musician much sooner, but he was playing baseball, and you know, he was, you know, the center fielder for the Yankees. It, it was it was fun. I, I will include it in the uh, in the show notes. That's pretty funny. So if you if you if you click on the description, there'll be a link to this uh, faux behind the music Bernie Williams. That's pretty thing. funny. It was it was really funny. And uh, I like Bernie Williams albums. I have both of them actually. I think there's only two. What is I, that? I've take me out to the ball game and take me back out to the ball game. No, dude, he's got he's got legit <laughs> no, I albums. Know, I know, I know, I know, I know. How dare you? How dare you? I know. All right, so you got Bernie Williams. I got Bernie Williams. So Bernie, I, I, I will never, I will, I love Bernie. So there's that. There's that. I got Roger Clemens. 
which I know is is kind of irking you a little bit, but I feel like we talk about all time Yankees. I feel like without Clemens, I don't think a lot of the other pitchers would have would have been successful. I don't think a lot of teams would have been successful. I like Pettit. I was kind of torn between those two, to be honest with you. Pettit deserves to be on a wall. I'm not going back, though, so I'm going to stay with Roger Clemens. Sorry. Go on, Roger Clemens. I hate him. You also had, he was, you also he had Mariano great. Rivera on your I wall. Have, I have Mariano. Mariano is... Uh, that, it speaks for itself. I mean, yeah, Mariano. <laughs> like, the greatest guy, greatest athlete the Yankees have ever seen come through. And my last one, Tino Martinez. I feel like... Uh, you know, that was a controversial move after Donnie in baseball had left New York. And Tino came in and did a good job. Where A lot of people forgot about him for a little bit. Nice guy, too. Never met him, but great guy. <laughs> great guy. Love Tino. Such a good dude. I'm not feeling right, so confident so, with, with my picks, got to be honest with you. Well, I think one out of four, you're, you don't actually want Roger Clemens on your wall. I really don't know if I do, but I feel like he belongs. Like, look. I, I'm in I'm in the camp where I think Roger Clemens should be a Hall of Famer. I do. I feel like he should be a Hall of Famer. I feel like Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer too, even though they're both scumbags. Um, I, their numbers show that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so I, I don't know. I feel like Clemens Clemens it, it was pretty powerful as a Yankee. I know he's a Red Sox. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hating this pick right now. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. Do you want me to give you Clemens's numbers as a Yankee? Uh yeah sure let's play the game for a second all right Roger Clemens spent six years with the Yankees That's again all? this is all courtesy of baseballreference.com. dot com six years with the Yankees all right. eighty three yeah, wins to nice. forty two losses hmm. an ERA of four point oh one in six years he pitched in one hundred and seventy five games and made one hundred and seventy four starts he had three complete games with the Yankees two shutouts. Pitched 1,100 innings with the Yankees. Had just over 1,000 strikeouts with the Yankees. That's pretty B.A. right there. He had one balk as a Yankee. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, what else would you want to know about him? Uh, his whip? This, I don't even know what that is. No. Uh, 1.307. 8.5 hits per nine innings. He won no awards with the Yankees. It's incredible. A bad pick, AJ. Awful pick. Awful pick. My bad. Sorry, everybody. Womp womp. So do you want to take him off or... I, I, I'll give you that out if you want look, to swap him out. If I'm if I'm taking him off, I'm putting Pettit on. So... All right. Now your wall looks a lot better. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel, I feel like a scumbag myself right now for going back on that. I didn't... I, I should have thought about those numbers a little bit more. Sorry. Sorry, Andy. So now your wall is Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera... Andrew, Eugene Pettit, and Constantino Martinez. So now my wall is strictly like the nineties right there. Early two thousands. I don't yeah. feel like I don't feel like there are other players. Like you put Cole on there and I am still a little hesitant on Cole. He did great this year. He did great. But he could fall apart tomorrow and never pitch again. It, it, it he could. He could. So I don't I can't think of any other players like A Rod, yeah, maybe, right? Maybe A Rod. As a Yankee, yeah, he spent a lot of time here. I mean, think of the guys C. we didn't put on. Sabathia, A. Rod, CC, AJ Burnett. Like he's just—he's <laughs> got no place on this mountain. Tichera. Like I'm just trying to think of the guys who who were in, like the 2000s who actually like excited excited us for something. And there there was it. It was A. Rod. It was CC. Maybe 
A little bit of Mark Teixeira. A little bit. Does Matsui belong on the modern day wall? Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hmm. Kei Igawa. Oh. We're going to have to do whatever the op. Uh, Irabuya. <laughs> Orlando El Duque Hernandez. Oh, man. David Cohn. There's a lot of. Again, we, we came up with the rules, but again, the people we named, no brainers. I think so. Again, yeah, I, Cole, yeah, people will debate me on Cole, but again, that was a futures pick. Hey, look, I'm, and, I'm, and I support you on but that. But you one. know what, AJ? It sounded like you were you were going to give me a problem about Paul O'Neill. I, I can't. I love Paul O'Neill. <laughs> Good. I, I do. I, I, it was Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill. Was like he was a one, freaking two. warrior, AJ. He's he was a freaking a warrior. warrior. He was four for five in a game and broke a water cooler because he got robbed of a home run his last at bat. I love him. He's he's great. I don't know. I, I can't give you a hard time on that. I feel like I feel like he was fantastic and he was there for such a long time. That was my first game. He won the batting title. Well, there's our wall, everybody. We'd love to there hear you uh, your Mount Rushmore of the New York Yankees from your lifetime. Not sure if now some be... lifetimes go, go some lifetimes go back a little further than ours. Mm-hmm. I know we do have some older listeners. Hello, Dad. <laughs> all right, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do all time at some point. I think that'll be uh, that'll definitely be something that we could do. Yeah, there you go. So tweet us your walls or email us your walls, and we will share them uh, in another episode this off season. Again, we are on Twitter at Chase for Twenty Eight Pod, and the email address is feedback at chaseforTwentyEight.com. All right, AJ, let's uh, round third, head for home, and let's wrap this up with some Yankee trivia. So our question was, which, which former Yankee's first two career home runs were grand slams? What do we so got, we AJ? Not, we did not give a multiple choice in this one. This was a Google it if you wanted to, or if you are a diehard Yankee fan, you have to go back to 1965-1966 with Mr. Horace Clark. So he is the gentleman who hit his home runs, uh, grand slams, his first two home runs. So September 21st, 1965 against Cleveland and July 16th, 1966 against Kansas City. Horace Clark, a middle infielder, played for the Yankees from 65 to 73 and unfortunately passed away earlier this year at the age of 81. So he's the guy. And thank you, John, a.k.a. the original Mr. Nessie, for the question. Bring it. Bring some more. Because that was that was a doozy. Yeah, he <laughs> Yeah, my dad knows a lot of useless Yankee trivia. So now Chris, was this his first two hits or his first two home runs? His first two home runs. And it's also a major league record, right? He's yes. also he, Yes, okay. Only major leaguer whose first two career home runs were grand slams. Which you know he wasn't destined for greatness when they were, I don't know, nine months apart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most amazing part about this. July and then August. I'm sorry, September. No, September, September, September and then, and then the following July. Right. It's a long It's a long time. And uh, in doing a little more background research, Horace Clark only hit 27 career home runs. <laughs> but well, two of them were grand slams. He's got more home runs go. as a Yankee than we do. So congrats, Horace. That, that's true. All right. So... Again, you have opinions just like we do, and of course, we want to hear from you, so we welcome your feedback. Again, today we talked about our Mount Rushmore of Yankees, and there are many more Mount Rushmores and monuments we can build over the course of 
this podcast. So if you've got ideas for things that we can talk about, we welcome the feedback. Again, you can email us feedback at chasefor28.com and we are on Twitter at chasefor28pod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can support the show in three ways. One, you could tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast, and that is the best way that you can support us. Number two, you could become a legend of the podcast and go to chasefor28.com slash legend. And you could also grab some awesome Chase for 28 merch. You can visit chasefor28.com slash merch and uh, support the show that way. And you look good doing it, too. We got our t-shirts on order. Yeah, AJ, you're probably going to get something in the mail. Not going to lie. Oh, you're a scumbag. (laughs) But I'm your scumbag. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Winter meetings right around the corner. And uh, we will see what happens. Let's get this free agency moving. Come on. Move the train. Woo-hoo. See ya.